Welcome back to the Doubleheader Podcast presented by Scott and Tim. Uh, this is Scott and Tim is on this call as well. Uh, this podcast is once again presented by the group W Bench Racing. Um, so yeah, Tim? Yep, here. Um, yeah, Group W Bench Racing again, uh, sponsoring us right now two episodes in a row. Um, so go ahead and if you're ever up in the Burlington area, go try and find them, I guess. Um, first of all, wanted to apologize. No episode last week. Um, our schedule just got busy. So I know, I mean, for a podcast now, that's three episodes in now. Um, We're going at 75% efficiency, 75%. Yeah. Going, going two episodes and then missing a week on our third week. Doesn't look promising, but um, making time for this. Um, yeah, today, we're back so. at it this week, so it doesn't really matter. We're still looking for a, uh, a new name if anybody has suggestions just in case. But, I mean, at the same time, if we keep going with Doubleheader and, you know, we're the, uh, the most promising Doubleheader podcast out there, we might just have to keep it. I mean, it wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be a bad thing. Also, um, I know I was kind of mentioning it last week that we're looking to – Get some interviews lined up going on over here. Um, don't want to say too much. Don't want to ruin the surprise, but uh, <clears throat> we got one lined up. We're just trying to figure out all the details. So, yeah, I mean, first guess, pretty big, pretty big. I mean, I mean I, kind of, kind of. I'd say it's a pretty big guess. Could be big. I mean, big for us. First guess, first guess. Reach big out name to recently. Other, reach out to a couple other players. So hopefully. I mean, we'd love to hear back from some of the other people as well that we reach out to. But, I mean, even so, we uh, we have our first guest lined up. So, that's always huge. Other players haven't even uh, given a view to the messages yet. So, uh, Verdugo and Franchi, if you're listening to this, can you just at least view my messages? It's kind Wait, of, you uh, messaged Verdugo too? Yeah, of course I did. Oh, I did last night. <laughs> He's not going to view it. Yeah, probably not. But also reached out to Martin Perez and tweeted at him too. So hopefully, I mean, we're just getting off the ground, so they probably don't know about us yet. But you never know. You never know. If our uh, first interview is well, maybe uh, maybe they can put in a good word for us. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the plan. That would be pretty ideal. Um, like I said, uh, the interview we got lined up for. I mean, hopefully we'll have it by the next episode. Um, guy's name has been being thrown around uh, quite a bit lately, I would say. Uh, it was kind of big news when when everything happened. And uh, I don't I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, definitely yeah. made its rounds on, on Twitter. Yeah, the listeners will find out. Listeners will find out. But uh, yeah, um, this, I mean, just. Let's get into it. Some some pretty sad news to report. I know. I mean, since again, our last podcast, it's not new. It's not new. Yeah, it's not new uh, since our last podcast. But Jackie Bradley Jr. signing with the Brew Crew. Um, definitely sad to see him go. I thought he was going to come back. He had that cryptic tweet, the "You have little faith" or whatever it was. Um, thought him he was going to come back. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a feeling he wasn't going to come back, but I mean, you know, always hoping that he was. 
Uh, never want to see any of them go. And now we've officially lost the whole the whole outfield from you know the 2018 team, Benny, Betts, and Bradley. So kind of hurts to see no more wind dance and repeat. But you know I'm still excited for our uh, our new outfield. Kind of hoping to see what they can uh, put together. Yeah, it just just sucks. I mean, we we had probably the best outfield in baseball, and I mean, in one year's time, the whole thing fell apart. So um, definitely hate to see that. But I wish Jackie Bradley Jr. nothing but the best um, over Milwaukee. I mean, it's still it's still crazy to me that I mean he got two years, twenty four million, which is it's pretty good. That's that's good money, but. I know he was looking for a longer term deal. So I was surprised that one, it took this long for somebody to sign him, but two, that it took him that long to not get exactly what he was looking for. I mean, he's by far probably the best center fielder in baseball, or at least the best center fielder the Red Sox have ever had. So surprising to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about all time, all time, but I mean, definitely within our lives, like I would definitely say that he was the best defensive center fielder that we've had. I mean, we've had some good names that have, uh, you know, played during our lifetime, you know, like we, we, I mean, thinking back to, you know, starting in 2004, you know, Johnny Damon, Coco Chris, Jacoby, Jacoby Ellsbury, Jackie Bradley Jr., like just some of the names. So, I mean, we've been fortunate to have some really good center fielders. Um, hate to see it go, but, you know, I'm excited for the new chapter. I mean, out of those those players you named, Jackie Bradley Jr. is probably the best one of those by far, I, I would say. Yeah, I mean, his defense was definitely top tier. And he had a cannon of an arm. Yeah. Absolute cannon. You know, 2018 ALCS MVP. So he'll surely be missed. Definitely. Um. Yeah, what else? What else do you want to talk about? Um, I mean, just, you know, now that uh, spring training's officially started, you know, gotten to see some of the players. I'm really excited. You know, Bobby Dahlbeck's still stepping up. He had some more home runs. He had that two-homer game a couple games ago. He's got, I think, was it three now on spring training? Uh, Let me double check. Let's see. Pretty sure it's three. Yep, he's leading with three home runs right now. Yeah, but I mean, the, the team has overall been, you know, playing pretty well. So, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, it's spring training, so it doesn't doesn't really count for anything or anything like that. So, you know, the Sox are three and four right now, but, you know, their three wins have been good wins. Their, their losses, I mean, could have been better. Um, you know, I would like to see, you know, some of these games be a little bit closer. I mean, today it was a, a three-four loss, which isn't too bad. But you know, I'm hopeful that because uh, I mean, today I mean, Garrett Richards gave up um, all four earned runs within two innings. So, yeah, he's not doing that well right now. No, but I mean, it's spring training. You're just kind of finding your form. So I mean, hopefully it pans out. But I mean, other than that, I mean, a lot of the pitching has looked you know, pretty decent. So I'm not terribly, terribly worried. I still keep seeing those things about the 80 and a half wins for the Sox this year. So obviously I'm hoping on the over for that. Um, like I said, I mean, always hoping for a wild card. I'm realistic. I know that it's rebuilding time, but at the same time, I really hope that this works out. I mean, 
one person who I'm, I'm pretty excited for seeing. I mean, he's doing amazing in, in spring training right now. Yairo Munoz. He um, is second on the team in most at bats with 13. Most people have like 12. Um, Arouse has 15. Um, but he's batting 538. He's leading in RBIs with six. He's leading with hits at seven. Um, I mean, definitely seems like a, a guy who's going to be a great backup to to third base um, for Devers. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, he's got a home run as well. So, I mean, yeah, excited to see this. I, I, I don't think the team looks that bad. I mean, yeah, we're three and four right now. But, I mean, it's just – the hardest part is going to be finding our rotation and seeing who's going to, to make the cuts. Cause I mean, like you said, Garrett Richards, I thought, I thought he was going to come out and just absolutely just crush it. And then now he's um, pitched four total innings. He has a 13.5 ERA, three strikeouts in those four innings, six walks, six earned runs. So not, yeah. not an ideal start to a Sox career. And again, I know it is only spring training, but not the most ideal situation for him. Yeah, I mean, but you still have to take a lot of these things in assault. I mean, one, the pitchers are just kind of getting into it, finding their arms and stuff like that. And even so, like, you know, Munoz might be hitting 538 right now. I mean, I, I hope that he continues hitting at the pace he's hitting at. But, I mean, realistically, a lot of the pitchers and stuff who they're facing in spring training are pitchers who are not necessarily getting MLB time in the season. So, you still have to take it with a grain of salt. You can't think just because somebody's crushing it in spring training, they're going to continue. Obviously, that's the hope, but you have to be realistic about it. Yeah. I mean, one, I, I was excited to see Tanner Houck um, do well. And so far this spring training, he's pitched two-thirds of an inning. Uh, he gave up three runs, and he has a 40.5 ERA. So – um, I know it's not a lot of innings to try and get that that number down right now. Um, and I'm sure it will, but I mean, right now he, he's blowing pat light out of the water with uh, with that ERA. So, yeah, but I mean, he's only pitched two thirds of an inning, so yeah, give, give him some time. So, I mean, like I said, I, I'm not making any judgments off of spring training. Obviously, I love spring training because baseball's back can watch baseball um you know i love spring training for that reason but i'm not i'm not counting anything that happens in spring training i never do um i mean obviously 2018 red sox were the best spring training team went on to win a world series but i mean you know things have happened in the past so you know i always take it with a grain of salt so i don't want to dwell too much on spring training for that reason yeah no i'm i'm just excited i mean we got some young guys, Jaron Duran, obviously, just just crushing it there. You know, hitting home runs when he, when he's coming up there. Um, like you already said, Bobby Dahlbeck doing doing the damn thing out there. So, um, you know, I, I'm just excited to see the season. I, I'm excited for the actual season to start. Um, oh, big news! I think since the last time that we spoke as well, um, Red Sox are officially going to have fans at. Fenway for opening day, um, yeah. which, is, which is big news. I know it, w- it was kind of up in the air. They were hoping for it, but state of Massachusetts, Charlie Baker is officially allowing it. So, Yeah, that's huge. Um, 
I mean, I think that, you know, last year too, um, I mean, a lot of the players said themselves, one, it was a short season, but two, you know, it makes a difference too when these players are not getting a chance to to play in front of the fans, um, you know, really stokes a lot of them up. So, you know, hopefully, you know, they'll get a chance to play in front of some fans. Maybe some of the people who last year didn't necessarily produce a lot get a chance to produce in front of fans this year. So, you know, hoping for a big year back from like Jay Martinez, you know, players like that. So pretty excited about that. Also looking at, uh, looked at a couple of games out here on the West Coast for when the, um, the Sox visit. So, you know, keep my fingers crossed, hoping that fans are allowed at some of those games and probably going to try and buy a ticket for like a weekend game. To go where when they play the Dodgers? Uh, Oakland, I looked at so far. Oh, Oakland? That's not that bad? Nope. So, hopefully... I was going to say, if it was the Dodgers, good luck. That's going to be an expensive ticket. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, we looked at what Dodger opening day would be just because I can't go to Sox opening day. For a, a box with four seats, it's like 800 bucks. So... I mean, pretty expensive tickets, but I mean, I mean, you get what you pay for. So hopefully, though, like I said, that uh, like I said, hopefully I'll get a chance to go see some Sox games out in the West Coast this year. Yeah. Um, what do you think about a decent amount of the games not actually being televised right now and not being on Nesson or anything? In spring training? Yeah, because I mean, normally, like think about it normally you can catch almost every spring training at least somewhere they didn't televise their first spring training game um they didn't televise it the other night (laughs) was that a burp (laughs) i thought i muted myself my bad um uh, (laughs) i mean i don't think too much about i mean it's spring training so i i don't i'm not worried about it or anything like that i mean it doesn't affect me you know like I said, I mean, it's fun to get to watch baseball again, but think about it with spring training. Like every game that you're seeing, you're watching players who have the time are not going to be on a roster or anything like that. So, yeah, is it cool that you can get to watch baseball? Yeah, but at the same time, I don't want to get excited about players who I'm not going to get to see actually play in the game necessarily the whole season. Like, would it be dope if some of these players made it to the major leagues? Yeah, but I mean, realistically, a lot of players who play in spring training don't see – major league playing time. So I don't want to get my hopes up seeing a player who is doing pretty well and is, isn't going to make the roster anyway. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. Um, but I mean, it's just nice to be able to, I mean, at least on a weekend or anything, just sit back and be able to pull up the Sox game and just sit back, relax, crack open a beer and just watch the game. So to not have that readily available every single game so far, has been, I think, I weird think, a little bit. I don't think it's ever been available for every game. So, but at least their their first game. I mean, it, I don't think it's ever been available for every game. So I don't think that this is any different than ever before. Yeah, well, whatever. Just thought it was strange. Yeah, maybe I'll hear it. Um. So also. Um, again, since the last time we spoke, um, the closer position was between Barnes and Ottavino. Um, I, ha- I had a note to look at Red Sox notes, had a stat about that. Um, 
it's definitely definitely passed it's it, i mean we're looking back a week now but it basically was just talking about barnes and his numbers he's i mean he's been crazy good overall oh here it is so um matt barnes among al relievers from 2016 to 2020 um he pitched 288 games which was ranks first his 391 strikeouts which ranks first 23 wins he's tied for first 285.1 innings pitched at second. He ranks fourth in Sox history in relief appearances at 323. And in the last three seasons, from 2018 to 2020, he's averaged 14.32 strikeouts per nine innings pitched and struck out 36.4% of batters faced. So I know that there's there's some people out there who are like, oh, he shouldn't be the closer or whatever. I mean, did you see him today? Uh, no, I didn't get a chance to watch today. So, I mean, he... He was doing pretty well. Um, I mean, I my thought on that is I think that he was uh, – I mean, yeah, he pitched the fourth inning today and struck out two batters. But my thought on that is I – I mean, like thinking back to like even like 2018 and stuff like that, um, I mean, it's kind of difficult to assess based on 2019 and 2020 because everything was kind of messed up. But in 2018, he was a setup man for Craig Kimball at the time. So I think that he's a late-inning reliever, but I don't think that he should necessarily be the closer. He's very, very good at what he does, but he's a setup man, not a closer. He, but I think it... so, he has not done so well in a closing as a closer. Maybe this is the year that changes. Okay, but I mean, Ottavino is a closer. Okay. I- I'm just saying, it's between the two of them. Um, they haven't made the official statement yet. Um, I did see the a statement coming from, I think, it was I don't think it's officially announced yet, but um, looks like Erod's going to start opening day for the Sox. Which, I mean, I'm definitely okay with that. Came back. I, I know he was saying it seemed like his his debut all over again, coming back and pitching. I mean, spring training the other day. So I'm excited to see that kind of excitement and eagerness to get out there, come through as soon as he, uh, you know, gets out as soon gets out there for uh, opening day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm excited to see him back. I hope that his heart stays healthy this year. I think it should. Yeah, he hasn't had any issues so far, so I don't think that's going to, to be holding him back. I think he's going to go out there and just tear shit up. Yeah, hopefully. Um, uh, oh, go ahead. I didn't. Uh, I was just saying. Um. Oh. Um. I mean, let's speak. I mean, just talking about their their pitchers and and the roster and everything so far. Um, what do you think about Evaldi so far this season? Or so, I mean, spring training, I guess. I mean, so far he looks like, you know, he's kind of getting back into it after being injured for a lot of last year. So, I mean, hopefully he continues to stay healthy and can pitch to what he did. I mean, the guy – I mean, he's a good pitcher no matter what. Um, I think it just depends, you know, if he can stay healthy or not. Um, like think about it, like back in the 2018 World Series. I mean, the guy 
came off of like a day of rest through six innings of relief. He was a starter. I mean, he, he's got really good stuff when he's pitching. He throws the ball really hard. Um, he can kind of find, you know, he's good at finding the strike zone, everything like that. So as long as he keeps healthy, I think he'll be okay. Um, you know, I don't know if any of the guys that we have right now, I mean, besides Chris Sale, when he's healthy, you know, I don't know if, I mean, I know Eduardo Rodriguez did in 2019. He got 19 wins. I don't know if any of our guys are like 20-game winners usually, but, you know, there's still it's still a solid starting rotation. So I think that our big focus should be on, you know, maintaining the bullpen, making sure the bullpen is doing their job because realistically, I think a lot of the guys who we have throw a lot of pitches because they're high strikeout pitchers. So they're not necessarily going, you know, seven, eight innings into the game. They're going five or six. So besides Eduardo Rodriguez. So, I mean, I think a lot of these pitchers, I think we rely on the bullpen. So I'm more excited to see the bullpen. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, in his – like his second pitch of spring training, I mean, he clocked in over 99. So, I mean, I think I think he's going to come back, hopefully have a strong year. Like you said, he, I mean, he's a, he's a good pitcher as is. So I'm – Excited to see what he's got in store for us this year. Uh, I, I'm hoping that he's going to look like 2018 Evaldi coming back again and just being able to get out of the tough situations that he needs to and and try and get them to where they have to go. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully. I mean, that's all we can hope for at this point, too. We're too early in, the, in spring training. They really have seen a ton from everybody. And the season hasn't started yet. So a lot of this is just kind of, you know, what ifs and hoping that these players are going to perform to their best. So, Are you worried about Xander? What do you mean? With his right shoulder. I mean, hopefully it gets better. But I don't want to start worrying about things before it's an issue. Yeah. They keep saying that he should be ready for opening day. So... I like to hope that he is, um, but I mean, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I'm not a little worried for it since he hasn't done, he hasn't been there recently. And you know, they're saying that they're hopeful, but I mean, how many times do you hear somebody say, "Oh, we're hopeful for this player to to do ABC," and then you know, it never it never happens. So, um. I mean, I'm, I'm just hoping that he's going to be able to be healthy for opening day for us. I mean, the last thing I saw about it, I mean, he had some shoulder soreness and he was still throwing, just like wasn't playing. So I don't want to make it something to worry about until it's something to worry about. Like I said, I mean, spring training is one of those things you can't bet on anything. You just have to take it with a grain of salt until it comes to the point where, you know, the season actually counts. Nothing that happens in spring training counts. No, but it's the best place to kind of see players what they're – it gives you a good projection of what they're going to potentially look like for the season and see what kind of shape they're in, how but, they're feeling. I mean, not really, though, because a lot of these players are not playing high innings. Like the position players are getting transitioned out after a couple of bats. The pitchers are getting transitioned out after a couple of innings. So it's it's not really a good place to see a lot of that. It gets them back. The whole point of spring training is to get people warmed up for the season. 
but ideally it's like exhibition matches. It doesn't count for anything. So the fact that Xander is sitting out right now, like good, like get his arm de-stressed. His arm's a little sore. It's nothing big. So, I mean, okay. I'm not I'm not worried about it until it comes something to worry about. Until the Red Sox say Xander Bogarts won't be starting um, opening day, I'm not going to worry about it. Okay. Whatever. That's fine. Um, what do you think so far of Kike? Uh, I mean, I think he's been doing pretty well. I'm uh, I'm pretty stoked to see him come into. I mean, he he's a very good. I mean, so I mean, he wasn't like a, a Dodgers starter for most of his career or anything like that. But he's a good he's a good all around player. He's a good utility player. So I think that that's just kind of what we need right now. Um, like I said, we're coming into a rebuilding year. Um, so having a player who can put in, you know, innings at different areas, I think is always something good. I mean, he's batting 556 right now. So, I mean, he's, he's doing pretty well. I have no complaints about him so far. He's batting 556, um, you said? Yeah. Uh, oh, then maybe they didn't update it on ESPN yet. It says he's batting 625. He's five for eight. Yeah, I mean, even so, I mean, I was just looking at the one from today. Because um, today, too, he went uh, one for two with a double the deep right and took a pitch, and then he grounded out. So, I mean, he, he's doing pretty well. So, I have no complaints about him so far. Hopefully, um, you know, he lives up to the reason that we got him. Um, but like I said – You I want mean, to see him in that leadoff spot? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind him in the leadoff spot. I mean, who else are we going to have there? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, mean, I think he's, I think he's a, a good, good fit spot there. for him. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think, like, I think it's going to be him, Verdugo, and then J.D. Martinez. Yeah, so. I mean, he's been getting on early that – that means that we can easily get somebody on base who can then come around and score for us. So I like to see that. Um, I know speaking of utility, um, you know, you, you mentioned that he, he's able to play pretty well utility-wise. Um, Sox officially announced today um, the signing of Danny Santana to the team's 2021 spring training roster as a non-roster invitee. Um, again, mentioning Red Sox notes here, but um, they tweeted out from 2017 to 2020, only three players hit 15 plus home runs in a season while playing at least one game at every outfield position and every infield position other than pitcher and catcher. All three right now are Red Sox in Marwin Gonzalez, Kike Hernandez, and Danny Santana. Um, And besides that, only four other players have ever done that in a season. Um, and the most recent was Sean Rodriguez, but then also like Ben Zobrist, Jose Hernandez, and Scott Brosius. So, um, I mean, I, I don't hate to see that. That's I mean, we got players who 15 home runs. It's it's not a huge number, but it's it's a number that'll make a difference in that lineup. And then showing that these players have versatility at so many different aspects and different areas of the game, I think is is going to make a huge a huge difference for us. And I think. That's uh, that's something that I'm definitely excited to 
to see happen for the Sox this year. Yeah, I mean, they're adding a lot of players who can play multiple positions. So, I mean, it's going to add – it's not going to add, like, necessarily depth at every position, but it allows for if something happens, there's people who can fill in at those spots. So kind of adding depth, but it's, like, all-around depth, not one specific thing. So, I mean, hopefully it's a tactic that works out. I mean, Heim Bloom has success – in the past with the way that he does his signings and everything like that. I mean, he came from the Rays and he turned the Rays from a team that was not really a a huge team into even with a low payroll, a a contender every year for the most part, at least. So, you know, hopefully he's kind of got the same mindset going in with the, you know, the Red Sox. I mean, I know he had last year to kind of do it, but it was a shortened season with a lot of, um, you know, things up in the air. So, you know, this is really his first shot, his first full season to, you know, kind of be at the helm of this team as a GM. And, you know, I'm excited to see what he keeps doing. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like those those pickups. Um, obviously, I mean, I was hoping that they were going to get the chance at signing Odorizzi. I think that would have made a, a huge impact on their rotation there. Um, but he went to the Astros yesterday, so um, that kind of blows. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I like the signings that Heim Bloom has been doing this offseason. I think that they were good. Um, you know, like I said, I'm excited to see how the season's going to look for them. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, and can't wait for opening day. Yeah, it's going to be a super exciting thing. Um, another thing, I mean, the, the whole situation with Joel. Piamps, uh, I don't know if I'm 100% pronouncing his name right. Um, it's just a, a crazy situation for that guy. Uh, I know he was picked up by the Red Sox from the D-backs in November. And then in February, he's picked up by the Blue Jays from the Red Sox. Then Red Sox, a couple weeks later, picked him up from the Blue Jays. And then yesterday, the Blue Jays just picked him back up from the Red Sox. So... Um, I kind of feel bad for the guy having to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So, um, but I'm guessing, you know, in probably about another two weeks, he'll rejoin the Red Sox. So I'm excited to see that he pitched a game the other day. Didn't look too bad. So um exciting to get him back here in a couple of weeks. Why do you think he's going to come back again? I think this is just going to be a weird situation as long as they can all season. They're just going to keep picking him back up. I don't know. It's weird that, I mean, he, it's just a weird situation to put the guy in um, to go back and forth. So I don't know if it's like some weird joke that they're, they're doing. I mean, eventually one of these teams, they're going to keep him or cut him. So I don't think this is going to go on for much longer. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I mean, the, the other day, for the Sox, he went a full inning. He got two strikeouts. <laughs> he has a zero ERA. And then now he's not here anymore. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just a weird situation to, to, to have that happen. But, um, oh, one thing that it's, uh, it's been a little bit strange – um, I don't know. Have you watched any of the spring training games at all? I've watched little bits and pieces, but a lot of the time they're playing while I'm at work. 
Yeah. So with spring training now, they they have rules. I think they had them last year. Um, but basically, when they when pitchers aren't doing well, they can like roll the inning. Oh yeah, I saw that. That's yeah. It's it's really embarrassing. Um, I don't remember who it was the other day. This player was just getting, or this pitcher was just getting rocked, and they rolled it on him. Which, uh, I mean, it's just it's it's a weird situation to have them do that. So, um, not necessarily a huge fan of that. I think that really takes down a pitcher's momentum. I mean, their momentum is already clearly slow by the time it gets to that point. But I don't know. I, I think that's kind of detrimental to do that to a player who's on a you know, a spring training roster. That's something that they've done in minor leagues and stuff before. I I just think that it doesn't make any sense why they're doing it. I mean, in the real season, if you get into a situation like that, either your coach pulls you or you deal with it. You don't just get a chance to say, oh, no, I'm done pitching. And the teams at the same time don't get a chance to do that. But right now it's kind of at a situation where, you know, the, the team could be bases loaded, and all of a sudden, a pitcher throws over 20 pitches, and they're like, oh, yep, that's okay. Bases stay loaded and just end the inning. So I, th- I think it has to do partly with the the lower rosters, not having as many players available to necessarily do that and not wanting to hurt players' arms early in spring training when, you know, it's not going to be one of those one, two, three innings. It's not going to be a quick inning, and they don't want a player to sit there and pitch 70 pitches in an inning because they're just trying to get out of it, so. It's kind of like, uh, hey, we get it. You guys are doing a good job. We'll just uh, roll this inning and let's go into the next one. Yeah, I understand. I just I don't agree with it. But yeah, I mean, whatever. No, I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't love the fact that they're doing that now. Um, but yeah, um, uh, yep. kind of bringing in some non-Red Sox news. Did you see Trevor Bauer pitching with one eye yesterday? Yeah, and then him just. I mean. The, he was getting, I think, pissed off by the the media. There, I kept asking why he was doing it, and then hit him with the, yeah. I mean, if I wanted to tell you, I would have said it by now. Yeah, I mean, he said he had a reason to do it, but I loved his answer of the, well, they have a hard time hitting off me with two eyes, so I figured I'd just pitch with one eye. So, I'm excited to see his uh his feud with uh Machado this season now. Um, since the Padres and the Dodgers play 19 times, I'm sure they're going to get a, quite a few at bats against each other. Or obviously not. Yeah, they're they're going to match up. The two of them are going to match up quite a few times. So excited to see because I know that's a pretty big feud. So yeah, I mean, it should be exciting. I think that there's, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to watching a lot of these teams play. A lot of these play. A lot of these teams are, you know, much different from what we've seen the past couple of years. So. I'm just ready for baseball season to begin and get to watch it and, you know, really follow along with the season again. I think last year obviously was, you know, a different season. I'm excited, you know, that the Dodgers finally won after, you know, not winning since like 1988. But at the same time, I'm ready to see, you know, a full season happen this year, 162 games. I'm excited to see these teams come out of the gates and just see, you know, where it ends up once we're in October and November. Um, staying off the Red Sox topic, do you see Cleveland, Jose Ramirez, and Framo Reyes violating COVID-19 protocols and being held away from their team? Um, 
I mean, just showing, I know, I mean, Francona announced that today. So um, just showing how the league is taking things pretty seriously. I mean, they have a 0.04% on their last tests for positive numbers. So, I mean, the league's taking things seriously. Don't want to see players just come in and screw things up and just think that, oh, they can do whatever they want to. So, um, I mean, I kind of like that move from them. I know, um, who was it? The the Cubs did the same thing with their reliever, broke protocols as well, was tagged in a social media post and wasn't following guidelines. So they sent him home too. So I like these teams holding people accountable. Luckily, haven't I don't think the Sox have had to do that this year. Hopefully they won't, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, these these players have to be held accountable, I think, for what they're, you know, what they're doing. We're in a situation where we're still in a pandemic, you know, coming up on a year being in a pandemic. Um, and if they want to play a full 162-game season, they have to, you know, abide by the protocols. Otherwise, things can get taken away. So I don't disagree with it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it makes sense. That's what has to happen. And I guess you got to make an example of the guys you don't want to take, uh, take things seriously. You just got to make them the example and show this is what's going to happen. If you don't, you don't want to follow the rules, we're going to send you home and you're not going to be able to play with the team. So. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? No, that's all I have. So uh, unless you got anything else, you know, just want to say a big thank you again to our sponsor, Group W Bench Racing. Um, honestly, couldn't put on a podcast without you. So, uh, you know, keep, uh, keep helping us out. Keep listening and uh, show, you know, Group W Bench uh, Racing some love too. Yeah. And if anybody else want, or knows of any sponsors that want to get involved, um, you know, Shoot us a DM or something, and we'll figure that out. Um, yeah, like we said yeah. to you, looking for more names again, just in case we are going to switch the name, but thinking about it for a little while. But at the same time, the longer we keep going, the harder it's going to be to switch the names. So if you guys want to see us switch our name, give us some suggestions. Yeah, and uh, like I said, hoping to have an interview by the next podcast. But uh, if we don't – or. Sorry, not if we don't. We I am pretty sure we will. But if anybody has any suggestions of anybody or knows any any players that might want to, you know, help out again, or if anybody here listening, I doubt it, knows um, again Verdugo or Franchi Cordero, if you could just ask them to check their DMs and just at least respond to me, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, I'll go ahead and tweet out to them and be like, hey. Please stop ducking me. But, uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, if that's it then, then, uh, well, that's all she wrote. <laughs>